0: Shalom Aleichem. Good Shabbos. I hope you guys are enjoying your Friday and the weekend's here. Let's relax. Let's enjoy my mishpoche. Anyways, without further ado, we're going to get into a ton of chokhmah through TikTok and other modes. Let's jump right in. Okay, folks, this actually isn't TikTok to start off. This is called gravemind channel on YouTube gravemind it's incredible and the title of the video is create real magic there's one thing that just blew me away in this video and I'll recite it for you we come into this world with nothing we leave here with nothing we give everything away whether you want to or not for this reason our purpose on earth may be giving get closer to your essence by giving as much as you can I absolutely love this. I'm a firm believer that we are meant to serve. We are meant to give. Why is this? We're meant to give because we organically give. Women give a life. So literally, we are meant to give. Men give their seed, for lack of a better word, and we conceive. And we just give, 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 give. And I'll reiterate exactly what this says. When we go, we pass on everything. Not only the tangible, the intangible, we pass on attributes and characteristics. Never forget that, folks. I'll talk about a concept that Jay Shetty and Buddhism talks about, which is borrowing. We are borrowing everything again, physical, non-physical, tangible, non-tangible. We borrow attributes and emotions, sorry, and characteristics. Our caregivers, our environment, our peers give those to us. And we're not, they're not ours. We cannot identify with those attributes and characteristics. We then give those to others throughout our life. And when we pass away, they stay with others. And then those people are going to give them to others. That's the part that lives forever, the intangible. And that's what this post reminded me of. We leave here with nothing. We also come in with nothing because we are constantly giving, constantly moving on. Oh, sorry. Last thing before we do move on. This, everyone should live their life this way. You must receive in order to give. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, a little contradictory. Listen to let the cycle continue. You must receive because to receive something or shall I say, accept. So you must accept things you are allowing someone to give. So if you're following me, if you're connecting the dots in order to give someone has to receive and you have to be open to reception. That way you can also give in the future, and that person can give, because giving truly gives us naches. When we're giving, it fills us with joy, fulfillment, and love. You need to accept and receive things to let the cycle continue. Do not break the cycle so that love can continue. Anyways, on TikTok, Marcus Aurelius had a quote, and for anyone listening, that is not a celebrity, that's not a TikToker. Marcus Aurelius, extremely famous philosopher, he says, everything we hear is an opinion, Everything we see is a perspective. Don't forget that everyone's a projecting human being. It's impossible not to project and we're all doing it. Therefore, we are all just giving our opinion on something to our viewpoint. Don't take anything personal and see that as what it is. Now, that second half of the quote, everything we see is perspective. You don't know what's around the corner until you're around the corner. I'm going to paint you a little scenario here. Imagine all you see is someone running down an alleyway with a purse and they're wearing shades and maybe a hat. What are you thinking? I guarantee you're thinking it's a robber. Someone's robbed someone of their purse. Well, now picture this. Let's go back 20 seconds, okay? This person's walking with their friend on the sidewalk. They see in the alleyway a purse. They tell their friend, wait there. They grab the purse and they notice a a person heading into a salon in the alleyway and they're about to walk in and lose their purse. And so the person starts running down the alleyway to give their purse to this person. And I forgot to mention in the first one, picture them looking back and a car is going by as they look back and you think it's a cruiser. So right away, that first scenario, our perspective is only that of post 20 seconds ago where they're running with the bag and you see them looking back and they look really suspicious like they're about to get caught by the police. However, we go back 20 seconds. What did I just do? I changed the perspective. We changed the camera angle. You now see the lady going into the salon. You see the friend waiting there. That's why the friend looks back is to see if his friend is still waiting. That is a change in perspective. And so the last part of Marcus Aurelius is, quote, everything we see is perspective and never, ever forget that. It's like we are constantly walking into people's movies halfway through the movie imagine you walk through into a movie theater and so halfway through you're gonna have tons of questions you're gonna wonder what's going on why are they doing that oh that's stupid they shouldn't be doing that but we don't know the context no one understands you no one will ever understand you when you fully accept that you are a free human being oh that that's important when you accept that no one will ever understand you you are free and so let that little scenario I painted a picture of, remind you to never judge, to always know that everyone's perspective is different. Everything we see is perspective. Everything we hear is opinion. Moving on. I don't know who said this, but here we are. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Remember this. One second. These are best explained through examples. If I see two people hugging, And I say, oh, geez, that's so annoying. Who hugs their friends? That's so lame. I am not seeing things as they are. I am seeing it as who I am. I am a projecting human being. Therefore, I see it as disgusting because I was taught that that is a bad thing where someone else projects the love because they see that as a loving thing. Two totally separate worlds. We see everything as we are. So the next time you judge, get upset, get happy, start to ask why. And you get in tune with this meat suit. Notice I said not in tune with yourself. Because you are not the meat suit. You're not the vessel. You get in tune with the vessel that's been programmed like a computer. And therefore you can observe the program. And truly just watch the movie of your life play out. And be at peace. Again, don't know who said this, but this is (laughs) really deep. People are disappointed in you when they cannot manipulate you. What do you think about that? Does anyone come to mind when you hear that? Folks, everybody wants control. When you hear this quote, people are disappointing you when they can't manipulate you. Just remember that everyone is looking for control because lack of control is chaotic. Our brain hates chaos. It wants familiarity. It wants safety. And that is why people are going to get disappointed when they cannot control you. I see this with all my youngsters. I train the kids at the school I teach. at. look at next time you have to babysit or look at your nieces or nephews. I'm telling you kids especially who are not aware and but adults adults just do it in a different way that they, they can't articulate their feelings instead of pouting and crying they get passive aggressive or they start to get abusive in some sort because they don't have control it's a void they're looking to fill and instead of again pouting or even doing radical things like abuse and whatever they might manipulate so to have control they might whatever you think of any situation they'll manipulate you. Anyways. This I love, so poetic. It was a picture, Picture. this is a cartoon, okay? Picture somebody in their bed, computer on their lap. They've got snacks all around them and they're, on the screen it says, you know, you can work hard. And then above there's a speech bubble and it says, I love motivation. I could watch motivational videos all day. And again, this is a person in their bed and this is what they're saying as they're smiling watching these videos. And the whole vibe of this cartoon is that they're not doing shit with their life. And I love this. It was so poetic, actually, and and satirical because people love, you know, mental masturbation. They love watching things vicariously that make them feel good, like they're doing it, but they're actually not doing it. For example, vicarious experiences everywhere. People love watching videos of someone building a deck, but they're never actually going to build their deck. You see this in any, use any example you want, whether it's sports, fitness, hobbies, artwork, I'm telling you. And so what does this tell you? you? You know exactly what I'm about to tell you get out of bed. Do not live vicariously through people. That's called analysis paralysis. When you continue just to milk analysis thinking I have to be more prepared when there comes a point where you get diminishing returns through opportunity cost at some point, you know enough and then you just have to do the easy things over and over and over. I'll give you a personal example. I really like real estate investing, right? I spent two years, literally two years watching videos on real estate investing, getting to know every aspect from tenant selection to down payments, to rehab costs to ARV. And I then got to a point. I said, okay, I've got enough money to buy. I cannot be watching these videos anymore. To just vicariously lived through investors. And I started a serious pursuit for a year looking for property. I struck out every time it was like 20 different places I couldn't buy. And that was through financing because my job kind of sucks like in regards to financing. The banks don't think I'm secure. I'm a sole proprietor in a small, small, small business. I have no employees, right? And so people, I I don't look good. I'm so young that I only had two and a half years of work and the the average sucked. So anyways, I ended up getting the proper just through Botter-Meihoff phenomenon. For those that don't know Bader meihoff some people call it priming. It's where you see opportunities in the world around you because you're thinking about something. Because I was thinking about real estate investing all the time, I did see the opportunity to get a property. It's called the Vendor Take Back or AKA Seller Financing. And that's how I got the property. So what I'm saying is uh, I, I ended up just going and doing. I didn't research anymore. I do like to watch market videos for fun, see what the market's doing, blah, blah, blah. But I just had to go out and make it happen, talk to people, network, and bring it up with uh, this person that actually was my, my aunt that brought up wanting to sell their multifamily. And that's when I jumped on the chance, right? And if I never brought up with my aunt that I wanted to buy real estate, she never would have brought it up with me that she's looking to sell. So that's how uh, that's what I'm talking about, folks. Don't be that person that says, I love motivation. I could watch motivation, motivational videos all day. Like, don't no, 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 no. Catch yourself the next time you're doing something and you're in analysis paralysis. Okay, this is on TikTok. Really interesting concept called the loop versus the spiral. This I wish you could see it because but I'll try to articulate best I can. The loop, picture a circle that has no ending, right? It's all interconnected. It's a circle, okay? That is the ego wanting you to stay the same because you literally come right back to where you were before. That's what a circle is, the loop. You come right back to the start. The finish line is the start line. You continue on the same path. That's the key. The path does not change, doesn't move anywhere. You don't grow bigger. The spiral, that is changing, that's so. So changing your habits, changing your ideologies, beliefs, etc., etc., etc. And picture a spiral starts in the middle, nice and small. But notice that you get bigger and you grow. Okay, you progress. You go further along, and until that circle is larger and larger, because it's a spiral and it's going to get bigger. You have to go outside, folks. Live your life that way. Do not get stuck in a loop. And. I made a comment here. Sometimes I like to make comments just if I really think they're profound. I said, this can get philosophical because what if striving to improve all the time is your ego looping your programming. Okay, that's, now this is, and I wouldn't have thought of this. This is why I'm glad I wrote it down. Think about that. The spiral could be the loop, okay? Because if striving all the time and trying to improve all the time, that could be your ego looping. Because if your programming is to always get better, you're never actually being aware. Now you're just using the spiral as a way to loop Oh, and, and if, okay, that sounds like a tongue twister. Let me explain a little thorough, more thorough. This is best explained through an, an analogy. You think you're spiraling, but you're actually looping. So when I say that, that like the spiral can be the loop, I don't literally mean, it. I mean, figuratively that a person perception could be that of a spiral lifestyle. But in reality, they're looping. So if a person is getting promotions, scaling up their job, but they're stuck in the rat race with the golden handcuffs, and then what are they doing? They're neglecting family, friends, and interests. So they think they're spiraling in a good way, spiraling because they're progressing. But in reality, they're not because they're sacrificing the things that truly matter to them in the moment because they're so infatuated with being better and that could be them filling a void through an insecurity or fear as a kid or taking on a belief system projected by insecurities and fears from caregivers. Now, because of that, they are spiraling because they think again, a belief system projected on them by caregivers, they think that they're getting better. And that's a good thing. But in reality, they're losing what's important to the future them, it might not be important to current them because current them is in survival mode, trying to fill these insecurities and fears. So the ego feels alive. But future them is going to want their kids and family to love them. But in reality, they're creating these resentful human beings in their life through their perceived spiral. But they're really looping. Anyways, that's my articulation. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's move on. Be patient, but not passive. When the opportunity comes, take the opportunity. And I like that because a lot of people preach patience, patience, patience. You can be patient. Sometimes being patient is the smart thing to do, right? But don't miss the opportunity. Simple, simple people. I'm just here to remind you this simple stuff that you already know, but it's good to remind you. Wait, <laughs> you already know, but it's good to remind you. Okay, we're at 14 minutes. Honestly, I'm going to stop this now because if I start on what I'm about to read you, this would be like an hour long podcast. And I like that these are quick so you can be in the car and just listen to them. Anyways, folks, I appreciate you always. Thank you for listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review Five stars, folks. Please reach out if any of this intrigues you. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Philosophy is my shit. It's my, uh, really my, my neshama purpose. I love it. I'm just rambling at this point because it's fun. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Love you all.